You're listening to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. And spring is literally around the corner. Literally around the corner. Literally. That's right. We have our first full day of spring just right upon us. You love spring? Are you a spring guy? You seem to be that guy. I like spring. You like any time of year, don't you? There's things that I like about each season, and there's probably things that I don't like about each season. The only thing I really don't like about summer is it's too fast. Yeah, it's too fast. And spring can be a little muddy. Spring can be muddy. The weather can be problematic, but we can have really good weather in Halifax during the spring period. Absolutely. And spring typically is one of the busiest times of the year for me. Yep. Work-wise. Yeah. Traditionally, I should say, where the last, you know, two years, three years, there's been no real slow down busy time. It's just been busy all the time. Right. There's been no, you know busy season when did spring become the busy market for buying a house and why spring i don't get that i have a sneaking feeling it might have something to do with military relocations oh is that right i think now this is something i can do some research on i don't want to speak out of school but i would love to hear if any of our listeners know why the spring market is the busiest real estate market of the year traditionally yeah well Um, i think i have a theory actually well, because people will be looking ahead. They want to get moved for the fall. They don't want to be doing that in the summer. They want to get in established uh, school districts, whatever it might be for their kids. People want to so, be in a new home before September. Before September, that's right. So I think that that would be why. In perhaps other impacts like uh, what you discussed as Military well. Military relocations, things, yeah. 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 And I think traditionally winter is the slowest time. Yeah. Because people don't want to move in the winter. No. And typically, if a home hasn't sold by the fall, people are reducing their prices. Right. So there's a fall market. There's a fall market. Yeah. Yeah. Summer, again, summer sometimes isn't that busy, but sometimes we have a lot of closings in the summer because the transactions that we're working on in the spring fund in the summer. Right, right, right. Typically, when someone makes an offer, uh, we get an approval, and their rate is good for 120 days. Mm -hmm. So if you're making an offer today, we're closing deals that are maybe funding up to July already. So we have transactions that are already in our pipeline that are funding now in March, April, May, June, and now July. We do have transactions that are funding beyond July, but those rates in many cases are not set yet. We'll set them 120 days before funding. So typically when you're making an offer, it's not longer than 120 days from the time the offer goes in. So what advice do you give people when they're heading into a spring market? Because obviously there's going to be a lot of competition out there when it comes to bidding. Uh, So they want to be prepared as possible uh, to... Uh, get their home and fulfill their dreams. Mm-hmm. So what advice from a mortgage broker do you give them? I think definitely get pre-approved. Don't change your income. Don't change your credit. Don't change your assets. Improve it. Improving it is okay. Yeah. But don't make material changes because that can really negatively impact your pre-approval. Yeah, such as buying a car or something like that. Don't buy a car. Yeah. Don't change your job and then you're going to be on probation or like go into a worse position credit wise. Right. Make all your payments. Yeah. Monitor your credit. Right. That's really important. Yeah. The other thing is get a really good solid pre-approval. Right. From someone that you can fulfill the mortgage financing with. Some pre-approvals are a rate hold. Some pre-approvals are underwritten at that time. You know, I think know that your pre-approval is good mm-hmm. and people are asking more and more not to put in a financing condition when they make an offer. When the market was really super, super hot, we were seeing that a lot. Yeah. The one concern that I have is around valuation. So if you're buying a property and you know, you're know you putting down 5%, the high ratio mortgage insurer, the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation, Sage and Arcana Guarantee needs to support that property value. Mm-hmm. 
if you're putting down 20% or more, typically you need an appraisal of the property or the property has to pass through an automatic valuation system. Because the market's kind of been all over the place right Mm -hmm. now, we're coming off a very wild time in terms of real estate and now there's not as many transactions happening, there might not be as many comparable sales. Right. So my theory is if you have a very good pre-approval, maybe you make an offer and instead of putting a financing condition, maybe you put a special condition to say appraisal to be completed by this date and the value is supported. Yeah. So when you do have a pre-approval, uh, that's from one lender, is it? Is that generally how Typically, you it's from yeah, one lender. One lender, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's no pre-approval that might kind of canvas more than one lender then? Well, it, the only way you would do that is to have several pre-approvals. Right. And that kind of it works against the theory of, hey, you're pre-approved here. Right. Because that lender is basically, you know, parking that money. Yeah, exactly. You're right. pre-approved, yeah. and they're holding this money at this rate. The interesting thing with a pre-approval, and consumers ask me all the time, what happens if the rates go down mm-hmm. between the time you get your pre-approval and the time that you make an offer? We always give the consumer the lower rate. Right. Always. Yeah. Yeah. And once you even get an approval, and if the rates go down, we oftentimes can even float down the rate without even needing to go back through and getting new documents yeah. signed. Yeah. We'll just send the revised documents to the lawyer and you can get them signed there. So for us, we don't get paid on rate. Right. It's different with the bank and the branches. The branches... They're paid on margin. How mm-hmm. much money can they make off that mortgage during this period of time? We are paid on volume. So if you take a bigger mortgage, that means I get paid more. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I'm more motivated to lend you more money. Yeah. And I don't get paid unless I lend people money. So mm-hmm. I have a vested interest that way, but it's not in the rate. So we always want to give the consumer the best rate that we can. Right. Are we the always the lowest, Todd? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. There are some discount brokerages out there typically they're more online or uh, you know over a call center right we consider ourselves a full service mortgage brokerage i believe that we provide a very fair rate and i think that we are one of the lower in the marketplace mm-hmm. but i won't say that we're the absolute lowest every single time and in some ways you get what you pay for yeah yeah right so explain get what you pay for more drill down more into that well i think in terms of what we do and with full service mm-hmm. we have two brick and mortar locations we'll call them branches yes and that's somewhat unusual in this yeah. mortgage lending industry a lot of mortgage brokers are working at home yep. or maybe out of coffee shops stuff like that i'm not saying they all do but that's kind of the traditional you know work model mm-hmm. and that's very similar for people that work in the insurance industry any type of career sales you don't typically work from an office right. typically and you guys answer the phone and we answer the phone yeah so we have two people who answer the phone every day mm-hmm. We have a huge, I'll call it like a, a workforce of people that want to ensure that you are being taken care of. It's not just me, I, but I do see clients every day. Right. But there's four other mortgage brokers that we have in our office. We have a business manager. We have, you know, people that collect the documents and order appraisals. So mm-hmm. we do have a well-oiled machine, yeah. which I think sometimes catches clients off guard. I've, I've received, you know, emails back to be like, oh, I only... You know, put a request on your website a minute ago and yeah. you're already getting back to us. Yeah. Well, we're that on it. You know, yeah. it's kind of like Canda Post. Yeah. You have to keep the mail going because otherwise it starts piling up. Right. And we really pride ourselves in, in providing like the really good advice mm-hmm. and service. Right. And I think that really dif- differentiates us. You know, so have a, so the bottom line is have a pre-approval, pre-approval if you're going to go out get there. A, get a pre-approval yeah, sure from someone that, that you trust yeah. and know that that pre-approval is going to be solid. Yeah. Sometimes they fall apart, Todd. Yeah. The Sometimes they fall apart. Yeah. And guess what? 
people call us and we pick up the pieces. Why does it fall apart? Why does a pre-approval fall apart? I think maybe they hadn't verified income or they hadn't oh, verified credit yeah. or they yeah. haven't verified So that's not the underwriting assets. process that's been done at that point, right? You're relying on the client to tell you the right Maybe it wasn't fully uh, yeah. underwritten. For us, right. we get a lot of documents up front. Right, yeah. So we do right. more verification probably than most than do. Than most do, yeah. Yeah, because we just makes the, the process easier. Makes it easier, but in the end, you're going to need it anyway. You're going to need it, and you might as well know where you stand. Yeah, buying a home is the biggest purchase of your life, and the mortgage is the biggest debt. I say this yeah. over and over. Like yeah. it almost sounds like I sound like a broken record, but it really is. And you want to make sure the process is going to be smooth, mm-hmm. because if it's not smooth, guess what? You have a lot of other stresses that are not just the mortgage, right? Especially when you're buying a home. You have inspections. You're dealing with a realtor. You're dealing with a lawyer. You're dealing with insurance. Yeah. There's lots of nuances, so you really need to know that the financing is going to work out. Yeah. All right, we got a couple of segments left. Uh, what do you want to get to next, Clinton? What do you think people really need to know about? Well, I think they really need to know, like, what's going on here in the real estate market in Halifax. Yep. You know, I, I certainly want to touch on that. And I want to touch on, really, where are things sitting with rates? Okay, Mortgage 101, your guide to homeownership. We'll be right back. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to learn more, feel free to visit us online at teamclinton.ca.